0: So we're back with the remote recording again for the second day, and
1: welcome back.
0: We're uh, you're still alive, right?
1: Yep, yep. I'm here. I'm washing my hands. I'm clean. I'm feeling okay. I think so. Yeah, good to go. Even yeah. um, you know went out shopping today, and uh, uh, it was actually okay.
0: Good. So are you, are you at, at all worried or like at all thinking about the idea that it takes some time to, to like set in? Because like, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like I, I feel fine now, but I don't know what I picked up, you know, eight days ago. So by the end of the week, I'm going to be in intensive care or something. You right.
1: Um, uh, the thought has crossed my mind, but it's not really at the forefront. So. Right. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I would just kind of chalk it up to, you know, stuff like that can happen at any time. You know, I mean, it's more likely now that something bad, disease related, will happen. But right, you can always. I, I go back to my, uh, my standard. Like, you can always get hit by a bus. You know, mm-hmm. there's that can happen at any time. Yeah,
1: so. I, I think also. I mean, it depends on how how your immune system is also. Right, yeah, yeah. it, It can see it, and if you're, you know, pretty healthy, taking vitamin, getting rest, eating well, it might just fuck it up and kick it out of you. I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, there are five people in my office, including me, and in the past month, there have been two different bouts of sickness that, The four of them have gone through. And at one point I was the only person in the office because they were all sick. And then they all got coughs again after that. And somehow I have managed to avoid getting anything. So I'm hoping that uh, that's a sign that my immune system is okay. And we'll be able to make it through.
1: (laughs) So... So what worries me actually is I pretty much catch a cold every early April like clockwork. yeah and I have this cough usually that accompanies it for like three weeks. yeah. So, so I'm really hoping that doesn't happen because if it does then people think I have corona or that's right or whatever and it's just yeah. my annual cold so yeah and I, there's
0: there's no such thing as an innocent coffin anymore you know? oh yeah
1: <laughs> nobody's yeah, yeah. i mean when i went to uh meyer um today i coughed and and looked around real fast like i was <laughs> oh, fine, like, like outed yeah, <laughs> yeah <And you're>... like, <laughs> <laughs> i have this um guilt of 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 uh purchasing shit now like i'm thinking like do i uh, like are people watching me that i'm buying like three cans of tuna fish
0: (laughs) do they think i'm hoarding
1: or like i i um uh, bought a case of water do they think like oh what an asshole what if an old person needs that water and and Today I just did my uh, weekly shopping. So yeah,
0: I mean that's the thing is that you you know you got to live and you yeah. got to you you have to get the stuff that you're going to eat. So right. as long as you're not being crazy about the stuff you're taking, then you know it's fine. But people people are ridiculous with some of the stuff. I, I I went into Meijer today and I had to pick up some orange marmalade. Okay. I went to the jelly section and it was pretty much completely wiped out. I mean, right. there wasn't a lot left, but the one of the only things that they had fully stocked was orange marmalade. <laughs> so I guess people don't really like orange marmalade.
1: It too. is so underrated.
0: It, I think marmalade so too. Is fucking I think it's awesome. fantastic. Yeah. If, if I was eating peanut butter and jelly, I would have slapped some on a, a piece of bread with some peanut butter for sure. Mm hmm but yeah. um i actually got it for the cocktail tonight i decided to do something a little a little new well, i mean everything's new to me but
1: okay well,
0: uh, i had that bourbon so i was like all right i'm going to look up some bourbon recipes
1: okay
0: so i'm going with a drink called the libertine okay you know what that is? Um, I, it came from some casino in Vegas. I'm not sure if it's a legit drink or if it's just like something that they could they. I got it from Savour Magazine. So no, I mean, no, they're, they're legit. You know that is
1: an uh, excellent uh, website for cocktails.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's an excellent website for everything. Yeah. They're uh, the uh, editor, uh, James. Uh, uh, I forget his name, but he was always on Top Chef and he was he, he's like a serious food dude. And we mm. I, I used to get the magazine for a while and it's pretty awesome. But um, so I was like, OK, I'll because I was looking for something that, you know, I wasn't going to have to go out and buy a whole bunch of other alcohol for because like I don't I don't want to go too overboard right at the beginning.
1: You don't want to end up like me.
0: Well, I I wouldn't mind ending up like you. I just don't want to end up like you by the end of the week. Right. <laughs> you know? like, because it's it's a it's a uh you know, you can you can you can go pretty deep into the bank account with the cocktail uh the cocktail hobby. Yes. But so this this one was pretty easy. It's just um it's Bourbon, and then I, I made a rosemary simple syrup. Which Excellent job. It, it turned out great. Yes. So, uh, rosemary simple syrup, uh, orange marmalade, orange juice, a couple ounces of lemon juice, um, and then a froth with um, maple syrup, egg white, um, egg white, and mm. OJ. Uh, OJ. Yeah. yeah. Maple syrup, egg white, and OJ. Okay. So it's it, it's a little fruitier than I wanted it to be, but it's delicious. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I was expecting the rosemary uh, flavor to come out a little bit more, but it's pretty subtle. It's because there's so much other juice in mm-hmm.
1: it. And it's did good. you uh, I, uh, you have a shaker
0: now, right? Yeah. I've, I've, I used a shaker and got it nice and frothy and spooned How that.
1: Was your uh first for uh foray into using egg whiteness shaker
0: it it went pretty well well no the first one went horrible because i was shaking it for like two minutes and i took the top off i'm like there's nothing happened right. and then i realized i hadn't put the egg in. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just orange juice right and, uh, so um but then once I put the egg white in, I was good to go. And okay. It got nice and frothy and it's, I'm drinking it now and it's still, you know, there's still some just sitting right on top there. So. Excellent.
1: Uh, just a tip. Um, uh, like in the future, you really only have to do it for a 30 second shake, but you okay. do, do a dry shake first. Okay. Always when you use egg white, Put the uh, ingredients in. Put the egg white in. Do a thirty-second dry shake. Then let it settle. Then add ice and
0: shake. Ah, okay. After that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I was happy with how this turned out. And excellent. uh, gives me confidence to go on to something else well, so, yeah
1: i mean the, uh that's a pretty complex cocktail i mean i
0: was, so, I was happy with it yeah,
1: yeah absolutely excellent work man
0: and the rosemary simple syrup i was like is this is this gonna even like turn out the way i wanted it to but as i was as it was boiling a little bit i was like oh yeah I, the whole kitchen smells like rosemary so nice very cool yeah.
1: So. Hey, I'm proud of
0: you. Thank you. So, what's in the glass tonight?
1: Uh, I am having a Willett's small batch b- bourbon. Uh, nice. Four year. You um, can't really find this one around here often, but I was there a, f- uh, a couple years ago and I picked up a bottle a few years nice. back. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, uh, well, it is known for bourbon, mainly their pot still bourbon. Um, that's pretty popular, but their rye is excellent. If you ever nice. see it around here, it's worth picking up.
0: Nice. Well, I'm I'm almost through this bottle of Four Roses, so I'm going to mm-hmm. be looking to pick something up soon. Yes. Um, all right, well, we ended with cocktail talk last time, and we're starting it this time. But I, I think they like the cocktail talk because we had – this week's episode was a big episode number-wise. number, number wise. People right, like the cocktail. And I, can,
1: I can talk about cocktails yeah. all day.
0: Yeah, we, well, I mean, it is called More Later, and who doesn't want more cocktails? Right. Um, but, yeah, it, so hopefully – the, the cocktail talk it, today was a really big day. So hopefully the cocktail talk inspired some new listeners or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, or maybe it's maybe it's the fact that we're doing it remotely that is attracting people or something. I don't know. But um, my apologies if I'm not using this microphone right at the beginning of the last episode, I was kind of like heavy breathing on it. But <laughs> I backed off of that and uh, got the sounds kind of like, leveled out so it sounds a little bit better after i uh some some uh some trial and error i figured it out and got it engineering engineering and uh just like um
1: you, we mix and beats and no time
0: oh hell yeah That that is that is my that is my future <laughs> a sound engineer or like a, a music producer i'm like yes I'm like the next Phil Spector.
1: Oh, yeah, with the wild hair and everything. With the
0: wild hair and everything. That's what my hair looked like when I was a kid. I got cool pictures of me as a kid with, like, crazy Phil Spector kind of hair. <laughs> Hopefully I just don't end up going to prison for, you know, shooting some lady in my in the foyer of my house or something. That guy was a madman.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's such a shame also because a uh, guy – uh engineering wise producer wise uh uh, was it visionary
0: yeah i mean that whole wall of sound Mm -hmm. thing like just for decades just doing crazy stuff but
1: my friend uh tom always says uh you you have to uh separate the art from the artist
0: oh yeah and It's hard sometimes. It though, is man.
1: really hard for me at times. Um, you know, maybe because I don't have a lot, like as much of a sound genius that Phil Spector is. I don't. Uh, I don't have a lot invested in him. So, right, yeah. With that, it's easier. I can really appreciate his musical contributions. But yeah, I mean, he's a fucking murderer.
0: Um, right. Yeah. Well, I like Michael Jackson to me, like I, you know, I, he was fine. I like, you know, some Michael Jackson songs, but Mm -hmm. it like, I don't, I wasn't. It doesn't bother me not listening to him as much as I might have if he wasn't a sicko, you know, and like, you know, I, it, but like, to me, the real tough one that I have a tough time separating is Woody Allen. Okay. He's just so obviously a sicko creep. Right. I love his movies so much. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I've only gotten into him like the last five years or so.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer. No, I, I think, uh, 2014, I saw blue Jasmine. Okay. And it was just fantastic. Oh, but even before that, um, the movie with Owen Wilson that took place in Paris, Midnight in Paris, I think it was. That one was just fantastic. And so then I started watching like Annie Hall and, um, uh, God, I can't remember the name of that. Um, A couple other ones. One was Scarlett Johansson a few years ago. That was kind of a crazy one. And every one of them is just fantastic. But, then like all of these allegations started, or I, I mean, the allegations have been there for a long time, but I just heard about them, you know, in the past couple of years. And now it's like, I, I don't like even know. the
1: one to... where he's like fucking his daughter or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dylan Farrow. She talked about how like he abused her when he was, when she was like eight years old. And, you know, he is saying that her mom, Mia Farrow is brainwashing her. Right. Um. I believe her and I believe her brother, Ronan Farrow, who was on WTF a few weeks ago was talking about it and, you know, just hearing him talk about it and how devastating it's been to her and like their mm-hmm. whole family and stuff like, and the fact that he, you know, married, he started having sex with his wife's adopted daughter. like
1: Back in the fucking nineties or something. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, his argument is always, "Well, it wasn't my daughter." Like, whether it was your daughter or not, it was your wife's adopted daughter. Like right. that is, you're a sicko. So, right. um, I don't know. He's he's really one that I wish that I could separate the art from the artist because I love his his movies so much, and I'd like to watch more of them. But
1: uh, will you watch them? I mean,
0: I don't. I don't know. I what? mean.
1: What's holding you back? I mean, you don't know him. You don't know don't them. Know that, but but like, the art is out there.
0: Yeah, but I don't... Like, saying that I love... But even just saying it, saying that I love his movies so much, I just don't want to... I don't, I don't want to give any praise to somebody who's... Who is just, like, ruined a child's life. Right. Like, a, you know, like to me if you if you do that then literally nothing else in your life matters that is the defining moment of your life that is who you are like you can you can whatever you do the rest of your life it doesn't matter but if you do something like that like that to me that overrides everything i don't want to um like give him anything more than I don't want to give him anything, essentially. And like, I I don't know. I I probably won't watch any more of his movies, but I'll think about it. Because there's a lot more, there's a lot of other ones that I do want to watch of his that I've heard are really good, but um, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The one I have a hard time with, and, and, and we've talked about it. We might have mentioned it on here. I don't know. Uh, Pete Townsend. <laughs> The fucking who, like
0: yeah, yeah, but his. I mean, he kind of had a defense to that. Yeah. I'm you know, sure. doing the yeah, research
1: I, on a book that like never came out.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard like the whole thing. Uh, yeah, but yeah. It, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, it, it's the same situation. Right? Really? It's not this situation. Yeah,
1: I'm and and I own. Tons of their albums, but I I, I don't uh, purposely listen to them. I uh, if a song comes up, I won't turn it up. And it's the whole thing where, yeah, I mean, he got off, but <laughs> the fucking excuse, like,
0: right. yeah, yeah, you
1: can't trust that argument. But to me, like. What if he really was telling the truth? What if he was yeah. doing some fucking research? It's just i yeah. hey, i have yet to see anything to follow that up except some real shitty albums <laughs> <laughs> that's it
0: yeah i mean the fact that he he i mean there there at least is some doubt there to me right. about him does have that defense he does you know he supposedly explained what he was doing before he even did it and and whereas like woody allen is just basically saying everybody who's accusing him of that is crazy you know right Um, that's just not cool so yeah but you know woody allen is well, I, I don't know if he's put out anything in this year. He for a while for like almost his whole career he's been doing like a movie a year or every eighteen months or something. I don't know if he's done anything the past couple years, but you know Pete Townsend isn't releasing a bunch of new stuff. You know, although right. I think I think don't they have a new album coming out?
1: Uh, I think it might have been out already. I don't know.
0: I mean, but it's their first one in a long time. Right. And, we actually went to see the Who, didn't we? Like two thousand four or five or something. Uh, yeah, uh, I've seen them. I think we went to see them at uh, at the World Music Theater. Yes, that was and,
1: yeah, that was back in like oh2, I think.
0: Yeah, something like that. It was a long time ago. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know that it's that whole art versus artist thing is, is pretty touchy. Yeah. With, with, um, with Phil Spector that it reminds me every time I think of somebody like being sent to prison, I just thought of this today. Actually, I I thought of, um, Harrison Ford, that Harrison Ford movie, the fugitive. Okay. Where he's run. Did you ever see it?
1: Oh, fuck. Yeah. I watch it all the time.
0: Okay, so like just the 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 whole idea of that movie where he's you know accused of killing his wife and he didn't do it, but like nobody believes that he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Or um, Tim Robbins in uh, Shawshank Redemption, right? Like the he actually goes to prison for killing his wife and he didn't kill his wife. That's like my greatest personal fear is like going to prison for murder. And like that for a murder that I didn't commit, like I've had nightmares about that and like, and like woken up and been like, Oh, okay, wait, no, I I haven't killed anybody. Okay. (laughs) like Relieved that I'm not going to, you know, be going to the big house. (laughs) I mean, if I'm going to prison, I at least want the satisfaction of actually killing somebody.
1: (laughs) Right. The, the crime execution.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That hopefully, I think it's I think most people that know me know that if if I'm in prison for murder, I'm probably innocent, or I was really pushed. Damn it!
1: Right. Well, if, if I'm uh, called to this, Dan, I'm gonna sell you right up the fucking river. Yeah. <laughs> Of course, it was that guy. I mean, come on.
0: That, that's what thirty years of friendship right. gets you. You're like just, just don't implicate me. Yeah. Man, oh man. I, I would hope so. It like you know, like um, people were always amazed that like the Unabomber's brother turned him in. Right. Like I hope that if I was crazy like that, that my sister would turn me in. You know, like. You know I would hope well, that I mean, you would
1: you want me to turn you in? I so if so I, I did it, this, it you know that I did it. I have this thing with like loyalty. I would probably ask you why and if it sounded plausible, then I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I'll help you get away." <laughs> like
0: <laughs> Yeah, but, <laughs> but why would you be my friend? Why would you want to be loyal to a madman? Well,
1: you know? I mean, what if it was a like a legit reason? So, is this? I watch a lot of revenge movies. So, (laughs) what? (laughs) One of my favorite movies and 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 TV shows uh, they're uh, based around revenge and justified homicide. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not the best moral compass out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, or maybe what if what if I just have a bad day like Michael Douglas and falling down, you know, and you just go crazy.
1: Well, I mean that movie was awesome, so I would fully support you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, face. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie forever. I I that used to be one that I'd watch all the time when it came on, but
1: it holds up, I think. I watched it um, I don't know, probably four years ago i think yeah. it holds up well all
0: right well yeah. if if i see it i'll uh, i'll leave it on yeah um i was i thought there was something else i was going to say about that but
1: more well, i mean phil Spector.
0: yeah no, Phil Spector just reminds me that I don't want to go to prison for a crime I didn't commit. Not that I don't think he didn't commit that crime. I mean, well, he
1: fucking committed. I mean, he pulled out a gun and sh- shot the chick. I mean, yeah. that's pretty cut and dry.
0: It's, yeah. You know what? I, if, I saw a, a prison photo of him recently, like in the last few months. Okay. I love seeing these like celebrities that go to prison and like can't keep up their look anymore like right you know, he was this like crazy crazy eye crazy hair like celebrity mad genius and but then like he goes to prison and he can't like you know fix his fix his look or whatever and he just looks like some sad old man in prison you know right and all all of the luster is is off and he's just you know a pitiful asshole like the rest of them
1: yeah, he's uh just a bald guy that looks like uh I don't know. Who
0: who used to be somebody a long time ago.
1: He doesn't and, even look like him.
0: Yeah, now just uh just I I man, I can't imagine what that would be like just I mean, think about Think about what it's like being in your house and not being able to go outside for like, you know, a week or whatever we've been doing recently, you know. Right. And, but then, you know, you're in a cell and you're never going outside and you, the everybody around you is killing other people and stuff like, oh, I would I would not do well in prison. I don't have the makeup for it.
1: No, <laughs> not many people do <laughs> until they get there.
0: Yeah, until they get there. Yeah, I mean, I guess Tim Robbins didn't have the makeup for it in Shawshank, and then he he managed. Right. Oh well, Th- this is scaring me. Let's let's get off this topic. Um, well, I
1: mean, what's really scary is I'm pulling up pictures of of uh, Phil Spector, and he has. Are you? Yeah, I mean, he's he, like his hair has changed so so often through throughout the years. I heard I had. Either heard or read, like back in the seventies, like he had a horrible car accident that almost killed him. He had head injuries, and supposedly that's when he started kind of losing his mind. Was after these head injuries. Oh, now I'm not trying to to.
0: Not trying to defend him. (laughs) The
1: Phil Spector apologist here. He fucking killed somebody, but he might have some like issue. Not might have issues. Like he has issues. I just wonder if he didn't have that accident and smash his head.
0: Right. Would
1: would he? Would he have
0: offed a person? Right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that was the cause of it. That that car accident is what eventually put him in prison, right? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll avoid cars so that doesn't happen to me,
1: right? <laughs> Man, watch out, yeah.
0: Um, so on another uplifting note, were you uh, were you sad about the Kenny Rogers news?
1: So I woke up yesterday and was looking uh, on uh, on my NPR app, and I saw that he passed away. Um, I didn't realize he was sick or whatever, but he was on hospice and passed away. And yeah, I mean, it's Kenny Rogers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I was quite proud that when I when I was talking to my kids about it, my son knew that it was that the gambler was his song. Mm-hmm. And i mentioned Kenny Rogers. And like two minutes later, he pulled up the gambler on his phone and started playing it. There you go. Which, Like there, there are like, we didn't, when I was a kid, we didn't listen to like a lot of music. My parents weren't like super into, my dad's not into music at all. And my mom wasn't really into a lot of music when I was a kid, but Mm -hmm. um, she liked Neil Diamond and she liked Kenny Rogers. So like I would always, I just always associated Kenny Rogers with my mom Mm -hmm. and, You know, she had gone to see him in concert a few times, and this last time that she saw him was probably, I don't know, probably 10 years ago now. I was going to say like four or five years ago, but it's probably 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, they they got good seats at um, the, whatever, Holiday Star Plaza in Maryville. Mm-hmm and they they got really good seats like near the stage and he came out during some song he came out into the crowd and was like going up to fans and giving them the microphone to sing okay so he comes in the crowd and he comes by my mom and dad and he puts the microphone in front of my dad's face to sing <laughs> Now there is nobody on earth less likely to a know the lyrics to a Kenny Rogers song and b sing those lyrics into a microphone right. than my dad. I mean, there. I I wish that I could have seen it. Like, I.
1: So, what did he do? I
0: I think he just like looked at him right. and, like, or like said no or something. I don't know. I just remember my mom telling me that and like cracking up because like there's no way that Ken- I obviously Kenny Rogers didn't know what he was getting into you know? and I'm, I'm sure he thinks you know when he's going to these concerts oh everybody loves me and this looks like my age of person that likes me and like mm-hmm. man my dad like I'm pretty I, I bet at the time like if he would have said Kenny Rogers he would have thought of like the pitcher for the Tigers, and I mean, not the <laughs> pitcher,
1: for the singer, you know.
0: <laughs> like he's he's not a music guy, and he's not going to sing your song, Kenny. Sorry. Hopefully, he was a seasoned enough performer to recover from that and not throw off the whole show. Yeah,
1: um, I'm guessing he he just moved on.
0: Yeah, probably he can. He can probably he can probably tell pretty quick who, who's going to see. Was it whatever.
1: a popular song? At least
0: it, it had to have been. I mean, right. you you know you can't you can't go out there you know on a deep cut and expect right. some <laughs> to know the lyrics. You know, it, it shoot. It might have been like the Gambler, or uh, I don't. Do I know any other Kenny Rogers songs? I'm sure I do.
1: But, yep, Lady.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, Islands in the Stream with. Yeah. Uh, Barbara Streisand, I think, is that who it was? Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. Dolly Parton. Yeah, yeah. So, R.I.P. Kenny Rogers. Yes. He he was uh, that I mean, the Gambler is just such an awesome song.
1: One of my favorites is uh, something's burning.
0: I don't know that one. Yeah, uh,
1: it's a kick-ass song.
0: All right, I'll check it out. Yeah. He's he's one of those, you know, like, everybody knows Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Well, Probably everybody has heard, like, Kenny Rogers songs, well, you know?
1: So he, he was kind of like Elvis in that he didn't write many songs. He uh, thought he sucked as a songwriter, so he just...
0: Oh, really? He just recorded? Yeah,
1: yeah, he, he he would record other people's songs and... Um, have people write for him.
0: Yeah, well, know your limitations, I guess, man, and it yeah. did, did hurt him from, didn't prevent him from having a career.
1: No, I mean, as long as you have a voice and some some showmanship and yeah. charisma, all right.
0: I wish he would have left his face alone, though. I mean, whoever, whoever told him, like, hey, Kenny, why don't you go, go get yeah. a facelift? Yeah, hey, hey.
1: Kenny, do you want to look like Smokey Robinson where you're constantly uh, surprised? Hey! Go do it! I can't blink, but hey, I look good!
0: Look how big my eyes are! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I maybe his face is still alive. That was only 20 years old. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kenny. That's not nice. Um, all right. Well, uh, in in other news, I saw that Tom Brady signed with uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa yeah, Bay
1: Buccaneers. Yep. He so, asked me he asked me any question. I, I'm a Patriots Brady balachek expert.
0: <laughs> Did you know that Tom Brady was selling infrared pajamas? <laughs> um,
1: that one, <laughs> no, I. Missed that one actually.
0: The, I I read this the other day and it's so like ridiculous to me. I it was it was part of an article about um, recovery scams about how you know there's in the fitness sector there's different theories and products and things that are supposed to like help you recover from workouts, right? Okay, and like you know, help your muscles recover and help your help them heal and get ready for the next workout and, and all of that stuff. And so this woman wrote a book. Um, I should have wrote, I should have wrote it down, but she wrote a book and did all this like personal research and interviewed all of these, um, all of these like experts and did some like kind of amateurish studies of different things. And basically found out that it's all a bunch of crap. And the best recovery is just time and rest. And like nothing you do is going to improve on time and rest. So everything else, like just save your money because it's not going to make it any better. But one of the things that she talked about were these pajamas that Tom Brady was selling that I think with Under Armour maybe yeah it is and and um they the the idea of it was that they had some special lining on the inside of the pajamas that were supposed to capture the radiation off of your body and bounce it back towards your body to help you heal and improve increase your recovery time like less, less your recovery time make make you recover quicker And I can't believe anybody bought these things, especially because like they, they were like long pajama pants and a long sleeve shirt. And it was like a hundred dollars for the pants and a hundred dollars for the shirt, she said in the article. So like you're spending $200 to believe that Tom Brady's pajamas are going to make you heal quicker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it sounds like it's just like, Compression shirt and pants.
0: Yeah, that's probably what it is. But yeah. they call it infrared and say, "Oh, this special lining, which you know, is probably
1: Omni um, heat."
0: Yeah, it probably it's probably some some like leftover material that some Chinese factory had, and they were like, "Hey, we can throw this in there and tell all those idiots that it's a special infrared layer that's going to help them heal quicker."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Come on so tb 12 man tb12 tb yeah is that brand or something tom brady 12 yeah
1: that's his brand
0: okay i don't i don't know anything about the guy i mean he's 40 something years old and he's still playing in the nfl so he's obviously doing something right but
1: yeah well well, i mean a lot
0: of that To do with jeans and hard work and not necessarily with infrared pajamas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the hard work portion because his jeans suck. I mean, he's really not like. He's a slow, uncoordinated white guy. Yeah. Like his body isn't that great looking. When you uh, look at his draft pictures from 20 years ago, he just looks looks like a chubster and he's like obviously worked at it harder and harder but he he does not have the body of an athlete at all but right. he, his from a football standpoint what makes him awesome is his 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 intellect like his football intellect is off the charts
0: yeah yeah i do you maybe this is like my um uh anti-athlete prejudice or something but when you see somebody like Tom Brady mm-hmm. my first thought is always I bet off the football field he's an absolute bore I
1: don't I,
0: I don't know it's just dreadful to be around I
1: don't know I mean I mean I to me he's he's very interesting I think I mean, I mean, I haven't met him, obviously, but but he's been told at every level that he was a failure and he wouldn't make make it ever. And I don't for a person to overcome that at each level and win. And I don't know. He has to be somewhat interesting.
0: Yeah. But again, like that's just, you know, I guess my thing is like for for. To be a professional athlete, you have to be so devoted to it that that is your entire life.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I'm not sure how well um, enthusiasm for athletics translates into the rest of your life. You know, like, if if you're a musician, mm -hmm. like, you're playing music a lot, Mm -hmm. but you're also, like thinking about things and thinking about life and looking at life certain ways and the same thing with a writer or a filmmaker or anything like that, you know, but like, if you're an athlete, you're thinking like, how can I get this ball there? You know, like, does that really translate into anything impressive for the rest of your life? I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know, but I mean, it makes you look at things in a different way. When you listen to... Who I, I think part of part of that statement is uh, because Tom Brady is kind of um, not out there. He's not outspoken. He just walks yeah. and leaves. Where you would probably want to hang out with Rob Gronkowski or Randy Moss or Peyton Manning seems interesting because he's so out there and.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I would hang out with Peyton Manning. Rob Gronkowski, I would, I really, I just hope I find him in front of my car one day so I can press the I would
1: love to hang out with that guy. He, he,
0: I cannot stand that, that
1: guy, guy. Just seems fun. Just fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's, absolutely. he seems like the kind of guy that would be fun for about 10 minutes. And then you're like, can you just shut the fuck up, please? Come yeah. on. But,
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he would be like Wolf Errol from old school, when he's um, debating James Carville, if he like, has to, he's probably a fucking genius.
0: All right, man. I'll put that on my list because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, che- I'll check that movie out. Okay,
1: so what, I yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like... I don't know. I find athletes interesting to listen to when they're... Um, t- I, I guess... Because I watch sports um, not only for the entertainment, but the strategy of it. And not every athlete knows what the strategy is, or or they do, but they don't execute it as well. So right. when you take a person that really knows what's happening, it's interesting. Like one of the coolest things no i uh, i'll head on youtube to watch uh interviews with andre agassi talking about tennis and breaking it down to such a level and then applying it to real life also is
0: right yeah it's
1: fascinating
0: actually yeah yeah i yeah i get that Um, and and like there are athletes that I think would be interesting to hang around with right. like Peyton Manning and mm-hmm. like Anthony Rizzo I'm sure is really cool to hang out with See um, so oh
1: so Anthony Rizzo so he I'm pretty sure that he can't read. I mean I think he may be <laughs> the dumbest player in baseball. I love him. I'm happy that he's on the Cubs but he he's on a um a weekly interview with ESPN One Thousand every every yeah. Tuesday during the baseball season, and I'm just hoping it's just they're calling him at 10 a.m. And he might be tired, but that fucking guy can't string a sentence together to save his life. Yeah. I'm I am surprised he does what he does
0: actually yeah all right well i'll 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 cross him off (laughs) i fucking
1: wouldn't want to hang if i hung out with him i'd be like oh my god this is like hanging out with a hundred year old like fucking boring
0: (laughs) that's awesome all right sorry riz you're we're not gonna hang out with you no
1: but i guess i would hang out with
0: yeah, Baez Bias Bias seems like he'd be cool. Yeah. Um
1: Contreras I probably Contreras I he I'd like him but I'd be a be afraid he'd
0: shit me. He, he's just like he, he has that look like he's just looking for a reason to kick the shit out of like you. Like
1: he's kind of a poor man's uh uh Carlo's uh 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 Zambrano. He where he's got a little more yeah. control, I think. Oh, okay.
0: He's kind of a so he's a rich man's Carlos Zembrano. Well,
1: it well, I still think he, he, he would shiv you over a barbecue potato ship, whereas <laughs> Zimbrano would just walk up and kill you like, not over yeah. anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we we met Brian and I have met uh, well we met Riz he met Rizzo and we both met Baez, and we both met Contreras mm-hmm. and Baez and Contreras were really friendly and uh, and Albert Almora was friendly too I didn't meet Rizzo but Brian said that he was really friendly when okay. he met him so and he didn't shiv any of us okay, but uh, okay we we survived thankfully
1: yeah. so so, so he yeah, out of the this is an unpopular uh, statement, but out of people hate hate the Patriots. They hate Tom Brady. I love the Patriots. I think like we will never see winning at that level ever. And I, I, I think yeah, for again, that
0: long of a period of time,
1: yeah, right in a um, uh, in a salary cap era of the NFL, right. You see teams that are excellent for two years, then they overpay, then they suck for eight years. Yeah, uh, and the Patriots have managed through that for over twenty years.
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty impressive how you yeah. know the good teams in the NFL, from what I can tell, the little attention that I pay, seems like they. They change year to year the good teams, but the Patriots are always right. up among,
1: and you know, among the good ones. Bill Belichick is somebody I would love to hang out with. I think that he would just have interesting knowledge and stories, I think.
0: Yeah. He looks and, he looks like he looks like an asshole and he probably wouldn't want to hang out with us. Right.
1: But I would want to hear all the Lawrence Taylor stories.
0: Did he coach Lawrence Taylor?
1: Yeah, he he was the defensive coordinator for the Giants.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Some, so, some of those, uh, Lawrence Taylor cocaine stories.
1: Lawrence Taylor crack stories. Yeah, yeah, Getting yeah. Outs of crack before each game. That that's the rumor out there, which makes sense if you watch him
0: play. Yeah. No kidding. Hey, I, you know, I think we almost went two episodes without mentioning cocaine or crack. That was, That's a record. Here we go. <laughs> glad, glad we got it put in there. I know. One thing I will say, you know, as good as the Patriots have been for a long time, mm-hmm. at least around here, I don't see a lot of Patriots fans, which I'm thankful for, frankly. Yeah. Because I don't. Like I don't care who I don't I, I don't follow the NFL really, so I don't give a shit who people root for. But there's no there are no fans more annoying on Earth than Green Bay Packers fans. <laughs> and if you're a Packers fan, I'm sorry, but like Packers fan and Cowboys fans too.
1: Yeah, like, Cowboys fans are up there. They're fuck
0: the fucking Cowboys. Packers and Cowboys like you're you're like you know 300 miles from green bay you're like 1500 miles from dallas like don't wear your stupid dallas shit don't wear your stupid green bay shit like every sunday during the football season and it really kills me Uh, okay i'm just going never mind i'm not i'm not going to go into this because i'm going to alienate some of our thousands (laughs) of people in green bay but and I'm not saying this because I'm a Bears fan. I hope the Bears win, but I didn't watch a Bears... I don't know a single player on the Bears, so I'm not really a Bears fan. But Packers fans, you annoy the shit out of me, and you two Cowboys fans. So, there. All right. I feel better. All right. There you go. Have you ever heard of the IKEA effect?
1: Um... Uh, that can go in a few ways. You either, after going there, you start eating a shit ton of meatballs. <laughs> or yeah,
0: I'm so amazed by the meatballs thing. I didn't even know that was a thing until like a year ago. And like everybody goes crazy over the Ikea meatballs. Right. I've never had.
1: Or, um, you get pissed off at their crappy instructions yeah. that just have no words but faceless people. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: yeah. I always half jokingly say that like IKEA is so bad that like you have to put the threads on the screws before you can <laughs> use like, everything needs to be assembled. I but... haven't
1: been to IKEA in quite a number of years. When we lived in Schomburg, we lived literally like down the road from there. And at first we would frequent frequent it. Then I started realizing there's too many fucking people here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've only been a couple times and I was there last year. I bought a loft bed for my daughter and I went there to pick it up. And, um, Well, before I get to what I was going to say there, when I, when I went, when I went to get the loft bed, like I knew that it came in a number of boxes and I checked like, you know, the measurements in my car and like, I wanted to be sure that it was going to fit and everything. And I only had to make one trip. So I get there and I start loading up my car and I'm like halfway loading it. And I'm like, oh shit, this, this is not, this is not all going to fit. So I ended up having to take some of the stuff out of boxes (laughs) and like cramming, not cramming it, but like sliding it. And like I had to lower the back window and like slide stuff like through the back window. And like I, I took it seemed like I took up like every single inch of space in my car. But I got the entire loft bed in my car and then unloaded it and got it put together. And it was solid. I was happy with it. Um. And I'll probably, uh, uh, I might be getting some stuff from Ikea soon. So there might be another trip out there uh, in the next couple weeks or something. But the Ikea effect is the idea that labor alone can be sufficient to induce greater liking for the fruits of one's labor. So essentially doing it yourself makes you think that it's better. So, which is an interesting idea. Like, do you, if you taste tested a cocktail mm-hmm. at a, a really good cocktail place versus one that you made, I wonder if you knew which one you made, if you thought, if you would think that would taste better because you made it.
1: Um, so here's, here's one of the issues that I'm having, um, uh, 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 that my friend Heather uh, and I have is nobody in this area, literally nobody in the area can make a cocktail better than us two. Yeah. And that's why I don't like ordering drinks around here because it's not, it's not going to be as good as what I can make or Heather can either.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. And, well, and, speaking as somebody who's spent a night drinking at your house, I can attest the cocktails are good.
1: And when I'm out, out, like in the city or traveling, it's, it has, I, it has to be better than what I make in order for me to say that it's good. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, in that sense, I, yeah, I hear that. I mean, uh, uh, because which then leads me to like high end bars and stuff because they really know what's happening. Like a true cocktail bar really really knows how how to make a cocktail and with alcohol with cocktail, I um yeah. Uh, um, if you know it's made well and it's made the right way and it's the hard work, then then I can still appreciate it as much if um, um, um like if I made it,
0: right? So, yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, they they were talking about um one of the examples they gave besides Ikea. And so the the idea is that, you know, you appreciate your Ikea furniture more because you had to put it together as opposed to furniture that you just order that comes assembled. And like, I, just from like Ikea stuff that I've seen online and like, it, it seems like, like most of it seems like it's pretty nice, but some of it seems like it's probably a little cheap too. I mean, I haven't looked at everything obviously, but, um, I do see the appeal of like putting things together, you know, and like the, every time you sit on something or every time you look at something, you you can be like, yeah, that's together. Cause I, I put it together, you know? So there is pride in that. I understand that. But the other option they gave the other, uh, example they gave was blue apron, mm-hmm. which is the, the meal delivery service thing. Okay. And, you know, people it's geared towards, you know, people want to cook, but they don't want to have to go shop for ingredients. And there's some pride in having the ingredients and then throwing them all together yourself and like following directions. And, you know, yeah, I did this, you know, you're eating the meal and yes, I'm the one that, that, that put this together, even though you know you're just following somebody else's instructions and you know most of the prep has been done for you and you know uh, but still it's you know you can take some pride in that because you did it
1: yeah and, so with the ikea furniture i think it i would have more pride if i actually made the furniture myself not just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not just put it together with faceless people helping me. Now, <laughs> with that said, I, um, we have a chair from Ikea in the computer room. And our kitchen table is from Ikea that we bought in 2002. It's 18 years old.
0: That's nice. I was just looking at that the other night. That's a nice table.
1: And... While I was putting and uh, uh, we had a curio cabinet from there, which really fucking pissed me off. But we got rid of that, I think. I think we either left it at the old house or we sold it in a garage, so whatever happened. But in each, with the, each piece of ikea furniture i've hated putting it together but i always marvel at how long how long it lasts i mean that table yeah. is 18 years old this chair is i think um 11 years old and they're well made so so are they holding up well because i put them together or because right. of the actually they're good good quality
0: right yeah well my daughter's bed like it's you know it it's it seems well put together mm-hmm. or well built well designed or whatever in good quality and it took um you know pretty pretty much, I don't know, seven or eight hours, maybe not that long. I don't know. It it seemed like it took most of a day to put it together, but it also, it also called for like two people to do it. And I just did it by myself. So that was part of the problem too. But I, you know, at the end of the day, seeing that I was like, hell yeah, I put that together. And there was, you know, some, and some satisfaction in doing that and, you know, thinking about getting furniture, there is a little bit of you know i i can't build my own furniture it would be cool if i could but i can't yeah but you know at least putting it together but that i also true you know whether it's a valid um worry or not i worry that something i have to put together is gonna not be as comfortable you know like a bed or a table or something like that is one thing, but like if I have to put together a sofa, like how comfortable is that sofa going to be? You know? Right. <laughs> and it's like the, the ones that I've read reviews of, like they, they get pretty good reviews, you know? Mm-hmm. And like people, are, people say like, Oh, it's surprising how comfortable this thing is actually. Right. And, you know? So, you know, maybe I'll take the chance and go with it, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, difficult to win over skeptic I. Think. yeah
1: well as uh, well speaking of, of of uh building furniture our um friend adam uh, uh i think a year ago um built a dining room table oh did he <laughs> yeah. yeah so this thing looks so awesome and he built it he and I think that's so cool Yeah. because once again, I have no craftsmanship. I'm not a, I mean, I'm lucky to whittle a stick into a spear. I mean, <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, Adam also, I don't know if he's done it recently, but years ago he, he built a canoe a couple of times. Yeah. It's Adam. He yeah he's he's a he's a pretty resourceful dude yeah. so that's you know it, it's cool but it's not at all surprising. Um, good job, Adam. Um, speaking of a spear, whittling a spear, I watched Castaway with my kids the other night. Have you seen Castaway? I
1: have not seen Castaway.
0: Oh man, you got to check it out.
1: Just like Terminator Two, I'm probably never gonna watch it. I already know. <laughs> that there's a volleyball that gets lost (laughs) and that he comes home and Helen Hunt's boning another guy. I mean... Yeah. So...
0: Yeah. When
1: you feel the rest, it's... It's that he's on an island by himself and it's not really... I don't... I don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. It's such... It's such... Such a good movie. And... Like that, that scene with Helen Hunt at the end is just so like heartbreaking, just like, oh, cause like, there's just no good, there's no good resolution to that. Like there's. Right. How
1: long was he out there for?
0: Like, what if it was like two weeks. No, it's like four years. Yeah. Two, two weeks <laughs> and she moved on. No, it was like four years or something. Okay. And um, and she comes back and, or he comes back and she, you know, everybody just assumed that he was dead and they like had a ritual funeral for her, mm-hmm. for him and everything. And then he comes back and finds that she married uh, a dentist, like a guy that he went to for a root canal or something. Right. She's, and was
1: she happy
0: to see him or? Like, she was very happy to see him, but. And like she said, you're the love of my life. And but like, <laughs> but this just guy's
1: fucking this rich. Guy.
0: But well, no, like she married this guy. She's got a kid. Mm-hmm. Like you're 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 not in like you know before Tom Hanks came, she was probably happy with this guy, right? You know because you think, oh, Tom Hanks is dead. He's you know I that's who I want to be with. But you know he's fish food now, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna be with him. But then like you you figure out, oh shit, he's back and but she's not going to like up and leave the other dude to go with him. Right. Like she's built a life with him, but,
1: did, but did like, just like take off after that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, he took off, he, she still had his car. So he takes the car and he leaves and he goes and like, basically has to like resume his life again, or kind of rebuild his life. Cause he's obviously got nothing, but, um, <laughs> and you know, so he's like the focus of the end of the movie but every time I watch it, I think, how, it, that's a really rough road for Helen Hunt and her husband after that, because you cannot tell me that she's not living the rest of his rest of her life thinking like, oh, this dude's still here, this other dude's still, you know, Tom Hanks is still out there, he's still out there, he's still out there, still out there. and it, oh man. It just seems like it's so, it would be like, she didn't leave him, but I don't know if she's staying either, you know, just so.
1: Did he go back to work for FedEx? It it
0: doesn't, it doesn't really say. Um, It's left at the end where he's at a crossroads in rural Texas and kind of like meets another woman there and you're kind of left like he with him deciding what he's going to do. You know, he's he's standing in the middle of an intersection like figuring out which way he wants to go. Well,
1: I mean, what other fucking options are there? Just the chick or go back to the
0: island? <laughs> like I don't, I don't think he's going back to the island. There's only
1: one option. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, the, you know, standing there in in like the the uh, the middle of the intersection, and like he's all alone. There's nothing around for miles, and then this truck just comes. And I always just think like, "Where's he
1: at, Galveston?"
0: <laughs> no, it's like it's uh, I, I, somewhere in Texas. And but um, you know, he's he's. He's not going to like go take a road trip to like think about things and find himself, you know, like he's just been alone for four years. Like he's going to want to find he's going to want to be with another human being. Right. You know, So I I think that he probably did just follow that woman. And he's like, I need, you know, you, this volleyball just didn't keep me company for four <laughs> well, years. Right. I need right. something yeah. with heart. So you I know, I, I
1: know. well <laughs> were the two options to stay in Texas and follow this chick, or go up to Vegas and do hookers and cocaine. <laughs> they, they they
0: they didn't present the hookers and cocaine option, but
1: that was the uh, director's cut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the director's cut. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, that's uh Texas to Vegas. I'm sure it's a nice drive.
1: Oh yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs>
0: All right, man. That's another episode from uh, our remote locations that we pulled off flawlessly as usual. Yes. I don't think I mentioned at the beginning of the last episode, I was kind of breathy on the mic. So hopefully I solved the breathy on the mic problem this time. And you guys haven't had to listen to me like.
1: (sighs) Breathy on the mic. But breathy on the mic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm, 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 I'm a regular ad rock. Yes. So So, uh,
1: what's regular is drinking with laying ice. That's a regular daily routine in just about everything I drink. Um, Even with rye or water or Coca-Cola or...
0: I thought you were going to say cocaine. Nope.
1: I'm not gonna ruin Lang Ice with cocaine. That's just no. That's just out of the question. But good. But as I'm drinking this rye whiskey, I'm looking at this Lang Ice. I've had during this recording three rye whiskeys with the same four Lang Ice cubes. So, oh my gosh. That's how long it lasts. That's so, remarkable. Make your drink happy. Make your mouth happy. Laying ice.
0: I we should we should take a field trip and see if laying ice is in stock at the grocery store.
1: Well, I mean, it was at
0: Strax. Uh,
1: it was okay the other day. I went there like maybe last Wednesday or something.
0: Okay. Um, well. Good job, Ling Ice. I
1: if if uh, push comes to shove, um, I'm just heading to the source and Hammond.
0: There you go. Yeah. You'll be good to go. That's right. All right. Well, let us know when Ling Ice starts making toilet paper. All right, yeah. then then <laughs> then people will really be impressed. I wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't waste Ling Ice on my ass. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on that note,
0: well, there—that's another hour that you're never getting back. So, thanks for listening, and uh, and take care of yourselves. Don't breathe on anybody. Don't let anybody breathe on you. And, but it's uh,
1: okay to make eye contact with people. You, Feel you free can't... to look at each other. You're not going to get yes. sick.
0: Yes, just look at each other, and you're fine. Yeah. Uh, And then come back on Thursday for another fantastic episode of More Later. Thanks for listening. Thank you. More Later is also available on iTunes.